Welcome to Awakening Matters. This is your host, Cynthia Sloan. With Awakening Matters, I cover everything from humanity to um, plant life, the animal kingdom, the consciousness of all, including the universal point of view, and planetary alignment, and so on and so forth. I do not prepare for shows. I do not write things down. I don't even consciously think of what I am going to share or speak on because I want to be fully present in the moment with you, those who are gathered with me, and I very much want those who don't know this about me that I'm a telepathic intermediary. What does that mean? It means from when I was a very young child, I was able to audibly hear, visually see, feel, and communicate with um, etheric energy in all forms, and that includes plant life, the animal kingdom, insect kingdom, etc., was I born with a desire to do this? No. I actually thought, because there was really no communication on a human level in my life, and especially in my childhood, I truly thought and believed from a very young age that it was something everybody had and did um, and spoke telepathically to everything around them and everything responded, Um, but nobody, I just took it as nobody in humanity, those around me, those beyond me, um, talk about it. It's just something we all have and we just don't talk about it. We may or may not use it, and I wasn't too far off in that concept. Um, So today I'm going to be speaking on and sharing some experiences, but speaking about the similarities um, that we all have and the divine, or if that word doesn't resonate, the consciousness that moves through all forms, including those seen and unseen, that we are connected to, that we are a part of that we are a part of Mother Nature, we are a part of the animal kingdom, the insect kingdom, and so on and so forth. And scientifically, I'm sure we are a part of it in that construct, but what I'm referring to right now anyway is that we are a part of everything through the language of life, the language of existing, the language of experience, and the language of, a language that is older than even our presence in this form, meaning the human form. It is a language that has been and will continue to communicate with itself and all others, a telepathic internal language that could come to you as thoughts, feelings, could come to you as dreams, in awakened state or sleep state, but nonetheless, there is a conversation happening at all times. If you think about the human body and all the different organs and um, blood flow, etc., that all those parts. Let's look at the human body, for example, only as um, a map of a world, one world. Um, one of many. And the human body communicates not only with itself, but has to be in a harmonious conversation, communication, consciousness at all times with every organ and its job, as well as the participation of the wholeness. And so what I am saying is I'm breaking it down to the fact that Let's uh, look at communication as oxygen moving through the bloodstream and uh, supporting life. Without communication, there is a breakdown. Without communication, there is um, the difficulty for oxygenation to get uh, where it's going. And when it arrives, um, 
to be let in because there's no com- communication. There's no way for, um, let's say, the bloodstream to communicate with an organ that is blocked, shut down, or has a wall up, so to speak, um, or is diseased. And so, with that said, um, the body goes into, and I'm not going to stay talking about the body, I can, I can see that now, but the body does go into overdrive and trying to assist in that communication because to have one organ or one aspect, we all know this, and for those who don't, I, I, I hope that you don't get to know this, <laughs> but for all of us that do, that if one organ or one area is out of balance within our bodies, we feel it. We feel it. The whole body feels it. All the organs feel it. And the body is always striving to return to balance. And how does it return to balance? By communicating with itself and the organs to try and repair, rescue, and find out what the issue is. And I'm really breaking it down, but basically moving away from the um, translation of the human body to the fact that as a child, very young child, I was able to, uh, and again, I was not able to in a way that I thought of I believed um, it was something, and still do, by the way, that we all have access to, and some of us use it and some of us do not at all. So um, it was a very, and continues to be a very big part of, as a child especially, the ability to look at something and feel, see, hear, and intuitively engage in a consciousness relationship with whatever it was that I was looking at. And um, that could be plant life. I mean, I was able to see auras, and when I was looking at the aura and awe of it, of a plant, let's say, and the beauty of it and the movement of the aura and the etheric beauty of it um, as a child. I didn't know all those words. None of those words mattered, but what mattered mattered, and does matter is the communication that was happening was authentic and real and deep and understanding, and there was a connection. And that connection was shown to me by how the plant life responded. And it could have, it, in that time as a young child, it responded and could have responded in several different ways. Um, mostly I would see the light around the plant life expand and then literally move towards me. And then my aura would expand and meet the aura of it was just very love-based, and can, that relationship, thankfully, um, only has grown throughout my life. And so that's a very strong example in regards to um, the animal kingdom, plant life. Um, and by the way, it's not just those aspects that communicate telepathically. People feel things in their homes. It can be a a chair that you love that when you sit in, you just are transported. It can be a table that you hate and that you never liked it and it never fit inside your house. What is it that you are doing and feeling when you are relating to things? And you can't see me, but I'm doing quotes in the air. Two things in your environment that you like or you don't like, you're getting a feeling. Why are you getting a feeling? Well, there's a possibility that you are communicating or you're receiving communication from the consciousness of that thing, chair, table, whatever have you, that came from wherever it came from, and it's just not in alignment to you. But how do you know that? Did it, did it insult you? No, it's just not in alignment. Alignment meaning it doesn't feel right or it feels perfect. 
And that feeling, either way, is a vibrational frequency. What's a vibrational frequency? Vibrational frequency is not unlike what I'm sharing in the communication between you and your environment. And that includes everything in your environment. It includes people, animal life, uh, nature, city, scapes. It includes whatever your environment um, offers you. But there is communication, and it is happening at all times. And the vibrational frequency, I would say to you, is not unlike the bloodstream that is at all times moving through the body, that that vibrational frequency is kind of like an energy field, if you will, that is moving throughout. Um, it's moving everywhere. Um, and it's like the bloodstream and the oxygenation of consciousness everywhere, through homes, cars, people, dogs, babies, bicycles, environments, parks, buildings, etc. So what I am saying to you to a certain degree is vibrational frequency is the life force of consciousness that is communicating with itself and you and its environment at all times. I mean, who are we to say that we are the only species that has blood flow and oxygenation and communication? Um, no, it's so we are connected to a circuitry and a system that is so much bigger than just our human bodies. However, um, as a child, I would notice, let's say, um, if there was a tree um, that you saw and it wasn't doing well. Well, quite large, let's say it's, it's not a small tree, but a big tree in a park that's established itself. It's been, it's been there for some time. And then you see it's not doing well. Um, the roots of that tree that go deep into the core of Mother Earth are communicating with the roots of other trees, not just in its environment, but around the world. So the roots of a tree, that system, is able to communicate and receive and give what? Energy, information, um, love, as a vibration, healing, etc., for that tree, and some trees receive tremendous help by having that connection. But my point is, and I, I think I've made it, is we are connected at all times, even when we don't think so. We are connected even when um, we feel alone. We are connected even if we don't feel alone. Um, if we don't feel heard or you're going through hard times, etc., you are still being heard by, because this vibrational frequency is a consciousness. What does that mean? It's consciously aware. Does it have a form? Oh, yes, it does. It has a form of tree, human, dog. I mean, every form that you can look at, it has that form. I mean, it, it meaning that there's consciousness in everything, even if you don't acknowledge it or believe in it, and you don't have to. By the way, this is just my sharing and my opinion, my experience, actually, of, of life, and it doesn't have to become yours. It can be a wonderful storytelling time for you, and then you can leave it alone. But in my experience um, as a child, I saw the most beautiful energy in things, and then I saw energy when it was not so beautiful. And so the vibrational frequency um, becomes distorted when there is, um, how shall I say, um, a breakdown in communication and or worse. And visually, it's not pretty to look at if you can see auras. I mean, there's no mistaking it for a very young child. I mean, it's kind of like you don't have to see auras. You don't have to communicate with, con with consciousness. You don't have to do any of this stuff, even though you are capable of doing so. Um, 
to know that you can feel something about somebody or a place or a thing or a time and you don't have to have these other abilities. I'm just sharing my life experience and I believe everyone has access to um, and in their intuition, and I believe that through your intuition, um, the consciousness, your spirit guides, I can see spirit guides as well, uh, are sending you messages, guidance, um, healing, um, insight, and sometimes we hear it and sometimes we don't. And I think loving our own humanity makes us more available to not, I'm not saying not necessarily love others, but to communicate from a different place. Um, and so, and then we reach, there's an opportunity for connection to happen and to reach out. And so with that said, you're, there are many things happening all over the world, and I um, I do readings and healings for a living, um, and I right now I'm getting a lot of calls all over the world in regards to um, how can I help. And there are a lot of people that, that are being guided. I'm sharing with them, you can become a pillar of light, of healing, of love, of sustainability. Take five minutes a day, two minutes a day, a second a day, where you become or you desire to send uh, to whatever location, person, place, or thing the energy constructs that you're adding to. Let's say there's a focus on a particular area and there's a lot of uh, healing going there and a lot of meditation and a lot of focused energy to soften the the trauma. You can become a pillar of light. When I say pillar, I'm really referring to, well, if it's a visual that works for you, use it. But you can become a focused intention of sending, of holding your own energy. It doesn't take away from you. Um, in fact, it works, I was going to say, hmm, I'll put it this way. It, your impact on what you're focusing on is much stronger if you focus on yourself first and kind of ground your energy, anchor your energy, choose a foundation that you want to be held by. Is that Mother Earth? Do you want to be held in? When I say held, I mean, do you want to feel secure and kind of solid in your foundation? Go to a place in your mind um, maybe it's the sand in front of the ocean, maybe it's a mountaintop, wherever it is, and then visualize yourself there, kind of both feet on the ground and being held there, and first offer yourself what it is that you want to send or to have people receive. It simply empowers the experience not only for you, but for those who are receiving it. And why does it do that? Because if you connect with what you are wanting to send to somebody or something or a location, if you connect with it first and you, you, connection means a version thereof of love. So it's rooted and grounded in love already. And then you're sending it to um, a location and you're sending it with a um, soul signature, which would be the vibrational frequency recognizing that you participated in it. So it's like if you're sending it to a person, then your humanity has been recognized by the frequency um, first, and it just gives it um, an easier landing strip. <laughs> anyway, um so with that said, always include yourself in what you're sending. Send it to yourself first, even if you're like, well, I'm not in trauma. I don't need to um, call upon healing or love or light. Um, you can always use reserves. You can always have reserves. Those are always needed. So if you feel like I don't need that, 
simply include yourself quickly, like as an example to you if it resonates. If it doesn't, throw it out. And it might sound something like, I call upon light and sustainability and strength to be sent to a particular location for the people that are suffering. Um, And I ask to receive that first for myself in my life in ways known or unknown. Um, And then I choose to send it on to that location as well. I mean, there is no right or wrong way. It's just love-based as well as remembering that you're not just a human being, a mind, and an emotional body. You're also a vibrational frequency, an authentic, beautiful soul consciousness communicating with its environment at all times. And so I invite you to, um, if you want to make a difference in your own life, make a difference in the lives of others, and I don't mean make a difference in the way that I want to do this, so then I'm told I made a difference. No, 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 no. I'm talking about if you want to feel like I focused on that location or those people and I did what I could and then you are fulfilled in that way, then absolutely um, utilize it or make it your own, really. It's about creating your own paradigm and keep, but keep returning to it. Um, so as a child, I was able to um, learn by watching other people's auras or the plant life or, um, let's see, I had a backyard, a front yard, et cetera. So whatever was in the yard. And I I would, there were times, actually many more than I care to mention, where I would get so caught up in, in a store looking at the energy of a person, place, or thing that I would, like, Literally, what was happening in that moment to that energy and my communication with it internally, not out loud, was fascinating to me, and I was very drawn to it. At times, I would have to then go find my family because they, you know, were somewhere else. And so my point being that there are times in our lives, regardless of what age we are at, where things happen that we don't understand where we wish we'd made different decisions, where we have regrets, where we have um, life-altering regrets, um, where we wish that we could turn back time. Okay, so I'm not talking about my four-year-old self. Oh, my gosh, if I was feeling that way at four years old, I would not have made it, I don't think, to 56. Um, But in any case... There were very strong, intense times in my life where, um, throughout my life, where negativity uh, was very, very present. And um, I find, I find even now, but then especially as a young child, there was not a lot of understanding. There was always a question of, but why? 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 You know, but why would you do that? Or why, you know, just why? Um, and if I was talking to plant life or Sky Nation or the animal kingdom, when I asked why, I received an answer. And it wasn't that I would ask out loud. I always had a very strong internal voice. And especially since I grew up in an environment where your voice was not to be used or heard. And so... Um, my inner voice was very, very, um, well, it was stronger than my outer voice. And so that conversation was very, um, I find that when we communicate beyond our fears and when we're communicating with, especially as children, with other forms that have, um, I was always so joyful when those experiences were happening, which thankfully they happened more often than not, it just brought me so much joy and my heart was so full and I felt so connected. Um, 
There's actually video of me in a onesie learning to walk, walking down the sidewalk. It's one of those video cameras that had no sound, um, but the visual was there. I'm sure there's some people listening in right now that they're are like, what? No sound? Why? There's that question again. Why? <laughs> and I agree. But, um, yeah, there was a camera with no sound, but I'm in a onesie and I'm walking down the sidewalk and you see the back of me and I'm, I'm doing pretty good walking. And then you see me bend forward and pick something up. And I, I've picked up a pine cone that my hand can barely grasp because the pine cone is so much bigger than me. And I put my hand in the air. And I'm in full celebration of this beautiful form, um, and I'm smiling bigger probably at that moment than I ever have. And there's so much joy in that moment, um, and that's what I'm talking about is that experiences like that. Now, of course, the more we communicate, oh, no, I was going to say, let's back up a little. <laughs> I was going to say, with negative experiences or with negativity, um, does that mass consciousness, which would mean the consciousness of all beings, or does the consciousness that you're looking at and dealing with, does it stay negative, or does the aura stay distorted, etc.? No, it doesn't. It's not unlike... What I started with, which was the human body and the bloodstream and the ability for the bloodstream to be, if you will, a consciousness, and that if there's a blockage in the body, the body and all the organs are working on it, communicating, always striving for balance, and then hopefully that blockage can be cleared internally. The body does its work, if you will, and then everything continues the way that it normally does and returns to that form. Same thing with vibrational frequency, consciousness, everything I'm talking about is linked into each other. And so um, if there is a negative experience and the aura is distorted, uh, I mean, you really have to stay focused on that negative experience well, I'll put it this way. As long as you're focused on that negative experience and reliving it and giving life to it, you you or the individual that you or individuals that you experience negativity with, you will still see their distorted um, or feel their distorted, which feeling is another way of seeing as well, their distorted aura. But once your attention goes elsewhere, um, your the energy construct will immediately reflect where your attention is. So it's constantly changing, and the aura is like the um, the life force of. No, let's put it differently. The aura is very much like uh, the personal ozone layer of an individual and that layer expands or contracts. It can have brilliant, extraordinary colors of gold and light and shimmering gorgeousness, or it can have the opposite uh, colors that aren't so bright. And actually in my healing, what I look at with others and myself, what I look at primarily first is, where are the dark, dark spots in that person's aura in correlation and alignment to their physical body? Because that will tell me where there's a um, diminished life force flowing in that area for whatever reason. It can be inflammation. It can be whatever that particular person's issue is. And so... um Yes, this is something everybody can do. Now, here's the key. You have to start trusting yourself. You have to start trusting what you receive, what you see. Like for me, I trusted as a child 100% what I was seeing, what I was experiencing, what I was hearing. 
and into my adult life, I trusted it as well. Did I always make good decisions? Absolutely not. However, that's why we're here is to have experiences, some good, some not so good, and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Hopefully the back and forth isn't so much back and more forth <laughs> for you. So with that said, um, you're a part of a construct that you uh, were acutely aware of and don't need to forget uh, prior to birth and birth into the human form. And so trusting yourself, well, loving yourself and trusting yourself, um, especially that inner voice. And here's how you know the difference. Not always, it's not 100%, but more so than not. How do you know if it's a voice in your head versus the voice of your higher consciousness or your guides or the vibrational frequency in you guiding you? If it's a voice in your head, most likely, off more often than not, there is um, there can be fear attached to that thought or voice in your head or doubt or 15 different scenarios. Most likely, that kind of contemplation is your mind. Contemplation from the vibrational frequency and the electromagnetic field and the consciousness that you are a part of, that is a part of you, that moves through you and with you, um, there isn't all of that um, chaos. In fact, more so than not, there, the information is calm, very clear, and you're probably ready to receive it. Um, and you're kind of like done. You're done with carrying anything that, um, and I mean anything from your past that no longer serves you, that keeps interrupting you, that keeps stopping you, that keeps um, pulling you backwards instead of forwards. And so you come to a point where you are just, uh, with yourself willing to move into a state of this no longer serves me. It is not, it is not, um, it's almost like saying to somebody in your life, thank you for showing me who you are over and over and over, and that you do not change. Because I keep believing that change is possible, and you keep showing me the same thing over and over and over for years. And there has to be for you, you can't make decisions for the other party, but for you, a time where you get it on a mental level and you also receive it on a vibrational level, on a spiritual level, on a uh, divinely guided level where you're like, okay, I am doing the same thing and expecting different results. I am participating with this person and expecting different results, and I keep getting the same thing. And so that's when there's an alignment to the mind, body, and spirit. There's a, a complete alignment and a strength and a clarity that moves through you that does what? What does it do? Are you all of a sudden a superman or superwoman? No. You simply are no longer afraid. So the fear that kept you in that dance is no longer part of the equation for you. There's no longer any fear. And that's a frequency and a vibration that you are ready to embody. And so you move forward. Does it mean massive, huge change in your life? It can. It doesn't have to. It might just mean you're living without fear. And um, that may be an experience that you want to offer yourself. So my point is, is that as a young child, um, I was able to see and in, 
my intuitive language is off the charts. Now, I am a twin. I don't think that has anything to do with it. But I do remember, I have visual memory of being in the embryo. And, I mean, come on. Some people are like, well, some people have hung up and, like, left the room. And that's okay. Bless you. I am just sharing my experience, and I will never change or alter my experience for anyone. And so what I am sharing is that as a twin, so many of these concepts are so rooted and grounded in my truth because they were constant. It wasn't just one or two that was like, wow, that took my breath away. That was so cool. And then gone. It was every single day. It was every single day growing up and into my adulthood and now and onward and forever. There was, there are and continues to be incredible experiences. Um, but I was, I remember being in the embryo. Now, did I know it was in the embryo? No. Um, I just remember looking. So I must have had the vibrational frequency strong enough or the aura to see across from me. Or maybe I was simply just a form growing, but I remember watching my twin's form um, grow. And all I remember feeling, quite honestly, in such a deep, deep level is love. Oh, my God. The love was huge. Did I know? Oh, my God, you have hands. Let's clap. No. It was, <laughs> it was um, an experience where I was in awe. I do remember feeling like, I think it was the beauty, and I was just the beauty and the light. And I remember just watching and so, can I say that what that means? No, I don't know what that means. I know that it, for, I mean, for everybody else, it means something for me. It doesn't have to mean that for you. And what it meant to me was I have a twin and I was consciously awake and aware in the consciousness of breathing form. And that form, I held the cellular memory of being able to look at and see that happening. Very cool. I mean, at the time, I, of course, was not giving thumbs up and saying very cool, but, um, or maybe I was, I have no idea. So anyway, <laughs> which is ironic because my twin was, uh, we were both C-section and we were both preemies. And so she was removed. They didn't know they were having twins. And I was in there for 15 minutes. I must have really been stretching out. Can you imagine? I must have been like, oh, wow. So for 15 minutes, I was in there. And um, the doctor did not know um, that there was a baby in there. So there's another story that goes with that. But anyway, uh, another baby in there. So, um, but I do remember that. And then I remember as a very young child, again, in a onesie, um, looking at like, um, just looking down and seeing a plant or the beginning of a plant or a blade of grass. But then I was able to see without trying. And again, remember as a child, I thought everybody was doing this with just well, I'm sure at that age I wasn't thinking, oh, we're all doing this, but we're not talking about it. I was just having the experience. And so I would look down and I'd be able to see not only that one blade of grass, but all the other blades of grass and the connections deep down. Same thing with the tree and the root system. Maybe that tree was just coming up and out and I would, I would be able to see deep down. Same thing with uh, above it. If I was able to look up, I would be able to see almost mm, an x-ray. Uh, that doesn't really, well, okay, maybe it gives a visual. An x-ray of the finished, quote-unquote, finished version of that tree that had not yet fully grown yet, 
and what it looked like, what it would look like. It was almost like a, the um, illuminated light version of what that tree was uh, um, achieving or going to achieve. And um, I was able to see that. Now, did that help my life in any way to have those abilities? Um, it helped me with my own growth, and certainly I've been extremely honored to help so many others. But it did it help me in my humanity as far as friends or relationships when I was younger, et cetera? No, no, because you're different, and different is, in most people's eyes, um, to be feared. Um, most people, if they're afraid of something that is based in love that I do, most likely they're afraid of something in them that they don't want um, discovered or uncovered, which I wouldn't even be interested in. I don't just walk around looking at things randomly. I turn that volume and visual way down, um, and it's only when I have a client and I'm interacting with them that I turn it way up and I'm able to see and do the things I do. Um, but it's been very um, misconstrued and used in a uh, negative way by a lot of people because if you're different, then you're bad. If you're different, then you are um, to be feared. If you're different, now I don't look different externally, but there is this uh, energy that I'm very much a part of. And um, anyway, so what I will say is, does it make life easier? Um, it does for me in my relationship with myself. It has not necessarily in relationship with people who are very committed to their relationship with fear or their relationship with um, holding themselves apart from something bigger than just their humanity. And th there are reasons for that, um, that people feel that way, meaning they might feel more comfortable in what they know and Therefore, I'm not uncomfortable with what I know to be true, that I'm a universal being and I'm a part of the construct of the universe, nor will I remove that because people are uncomfortable with it. Um, I will only utilize it when asked to do so, and otherwise I offer it to myself every single day because... I'm only as good for other people as my own inner growth and um, awakened being. Like I can't, I have this a lot with clients. Clients will call me and they'll be like, um, let me think of an example. Not of a client, but just um, an example of a human. <laughs> That didn't sound right. Yes, I do work with humans. Um, an example would be somebody in a relationship issue having a problem, communication problem or any other problem, and that one person is saying something to the other person and the other person um, just keeps repeating their behavior. And often, not always, but often what will be shared by that spirit guide's person is the person you are trying to talk to can only see you and hear you through the lens of their life experience, of their soul evolution, of their desire even to wake up and show up and be a part of the change that they want to experience in their life with you or not. And there's so much relief and letting go that happens 
when a client realizes, wait a second, um, I don't have to be the bad guy. They don't have to be a bad guy. There's no bad guy that needs to happen or to be or to create or to, or what have you. All that's happening here is there are two different levels of the emotional body, the mental body, and the vibrational frequency that are not aligning. And um, then there has to be a committed interest by both parties to um, actually do the work instead of skip over it only to repeat the problem again, 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 and again, and again, and again. Because unless you change the... um, Well, it'd be like walking down the street and there's a cement piece that's sticking up and you trip over it, but you don't fix it and you walk down the same street over and over and over and over and over. You're going to keep tripping on it. And, you know, somebody might say to you, well, what do you expect? Because you're not fixing the problem. You just keep thinking, I'll step over it. I'll ignore it. Um, And the truth of the matter is, it only, that cement piece is only going to expand and move further out, causing more injury. I hope not, but most likely. So I say to you all that you, if you feel powerless in your life, if you feel frustrated, if you feel scared, if you feel alone, if you feel on, you know, that you're not heard, etc. The key is to remember that you are part of an inner voice that doesn't necessarily have sound, but can be heard all over the universe. And that when you talk from your heart, when you talk from a place of first acknowledging yourself in a place of love or even truth with yourself, um, your own truth, whatever you choose for that to be, then you are all of a sudden you have a microphone in your hand in the universe and you can literally know that you if you are speaking internally you are being heard or if you are sending energy somewhere so make sure you are very clear about what you're sending out into the universe because it's going to come back to you so that's the blessing and it can also be the opposite if you're really focused on um negativity you, you just want to kind of go back to focusing on positivity um, as much as possible or the focus of intention that I'm going to become that which I desire to receive, things like that. And so you are not just a physical being with an emotional mental body. You are a universal microphone that has the ability to be heard, but you must trust yourself, you must love yourself, you must accept and embrace all of yourself, and you must not strive for perfection, but instead strive for loving the imperfections about you and knowing that you are exactly as you were meant to be and that loving who you are most likely will realign the parts that you don't like, um, if there's parts you don't like, to move into alignment within you where you start basically self-acceptance and love go hand in hand, but you matter. You matter so much that you are considered an intricate and most beautiful, important placeholder not like on a table, the placeholder in a universal way um, in the universe. I mean, your presence here matters so much that, believe it or not, for your presence not to be here um, can change many, 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 many things. I had a client the other day. um, I think she was 98. And um, she wanted to know how she could help. And basically, at that age, her spirit guides, and I did get permission from her to share this, her spirit guides said to her, there's nothing to do. You just need to be. And and she was like, well, how do I do that? And it was like, you don't have to do anything. You just need to be. 
sitting in a chair, staring at a sunset, being at peace because you are an authentic energy in the universe that is illuminating light just by every heartbeat, just by your presence here. And that gave her a great uh, sense of peace that she could still have an impact just by being, and so can you. And so I say to you, I send you all love. May your light be illuminated for you, and may you begin to trust yourself and listen to that inner voice and also communicate with your environment with that inner voice and know that that voice surpasses anyone or anything that in your present environment feels to you like they're not present at all. So until next time, I send you blessings and bye for just now.